to another episode uh ladies and gents here uh you're not your average operators come together to talk about something that uh, we have near and dear to our hearts um this episode if you've already read the description is um it'll be a couple things but primarily we want to talk about our daily mantras right the mantra of life what it is that you personally um and everyone has something a little bit different but what gets you through setbacks what gets you through life what makes you make better decisions what makes you a better human um, there's so many ways you can go with it, but uh, we just decided to delve on it because it's something that it's a cornerstone to, that the three of us have shared. Everyone's got their own one, but like I said, it's helped us achieve what we've achieved so far, and it helps us. It's helped us in the past um, kind of survive some sticky situations. So, without further ado, uh, Melon, good to see you, brother. Like good to always, see you, Raph. How you yeah. doing, man? Good, man. Good. How you been? Yeah, I'm well. So I approached this, uh, this topic, I was, I was really looking at like, what's my ethos in life? And, uh, you know, like the three of us have all got a military background, Raf and I have also spent time in civilian organizations. And I know that the stuff that has worked for me in the military is translated across into the civilian sphere and also stuff that works for me in my family life, in a sporting group and community groups. It's all, it's all the same. And, uh, some of the stuff for me is around, well, there's a couple of key words I have, integrity, compassion, and brotherhood. And so for me, the integrity uh, point, like the older I get, the more I know that when I do what I say, that largely determines how well my life goes. And also like the, the thing that goes along with that is I don't think anyone ever really gets away with anything. You know, like if you wait long enough, those people who have a hard time delivering what they're gonna say, what they say they're gonna do, it always comes back to bottom, you know? And so I've seen that over and over again. So it's fun. Anyways. Yeah. So, you know, and the, the older I get, the happier I am to say no to people. Like I, I, I'll, I'll sort of think and, and evaluate these requests that come up as they do from time to time. We all take in requests, the demands, like I sort of have a bit of an assessment of it. And I think about how aligned is this really with my big picture stuff. And I happily say no to people a lot more than I did when I was younger, you know? Um, and just that consideration period happens before the commitment. So that when the commitment is given, like I really, after I've put my word down, I really take it seriously, you know, like delivering on what I said I'm gonna do for friends, for family, for coworkers, et cetera. Like that, that becomes a really important thing. And so in that whole telling the truth versus pleasing people sort of paradigm, you know, That's you huge. have- That's huge. It's huge, right? Like people ask you to help, you always reluctant to say no. We always want to jump in and help out and say yes to people coming out with tasking, family and friends. But it's that whole, you know, putting your word to stuff, giving it a bit more weight than I did when I was younger and really just not really worrying as much about what people think. And 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 they'll respect you more for it is, is sort of what I think. Yeah. So, so going through with that, exactly what you just said, I'm a little bit younger than you guys. Yeah. I'm going through that phase like, of my life right now. All the time. I'm so much younger than you guys. You're not that much younger. Age before beauty. Trust me. Okay. But that point in my life is, man, is Melon. It's exactly what you said, man. It's just for so long in, in my career it, with the military and, and success and all these things, man, it's, it's like, I want this 
good image of myself from other people. And yeah. it's just like, you know, hey, man, you're a good dude. You're a really nice guy. Man, you're a stand-up guy. Oh, you know, you want to meet a good guy, you meet Mike, you know? And it's just like, now that I'm getting to this point, at the end of the day, it's nice to hear, but it's not changing my life the way I want it to. It's just like, in, in, internally, I'm just like, look, man, I know I got stuff going on. I'm not happy. You know, I really know what demons I'm carrying or anything else. Like, yeah as much as the next guy next to me might love me, it's just like, he's not living my life. Right. And it's just you, if I'm happy inside, man, it's going to be a positive thing and it's going to attract other positive things, you know, like us three, we're pretty positive people. Right. But we're honest. Like you said, at the same time, being honest versus being real and, or being fake and wearing a mask around. It's like, dude, you're not hiding anything. I know what you're feeling. Like, just talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's stuff that comes up in life. You know, like people tend to evaluate you and you get that whole sense of approval from people in the commitment moment, you know? And like, they just want you to say, yes, people are like, you know, can you help me move house? Can you coach this kid's football team, et cetera, et cetera. And it all accumulates. And it's as, as, as long as people get a yes at the start, you know, you get that pleasing people thing and then you're left overcommitted. And how often you end up stealing from Peter to pay Paul, you know, you end up not delivering on commitments to family because you've got stuff happening at work or vice versa. And so that whole, just taking that second at the start, like I'll get back to you. That's really a really good sentence. You know, and you can go back and you can really have a look at what you got on your plate and you can put in those big rocks, you know, like, because for example, I coach my son's rugby team. I've coached him for five years. And that's like the end of every week. You know, it's like two hours, get home from work. And it's, it's some days I'm going to be beat, you know, but it's like when you commit and you get into it, you know, they're all relying on you. And so, yeah. so saying no a lot more easily, taking that time, having that catchphrase of I'll get back to you, you know, and, and, and treating the personal stuff and the work commitments uh, both pretty importantly there. So the thing that goes along with integrity then is there's always going to be breakdowns, you know, like stuff is going to happen and we're not going to deliver. And critical thing there, I've got like a three-step process I have for restoring integrity. And so it's like that whole apology process. So for, <laughs> the biggest thing is to actually do the apology, right? So step one for me is like owning the breakdown, really letting that person know that I was the one at fault. I didn't deliver the commitment I'd made. The second step being um, getting the impact on them. So letting them know that, hey, I, you know, I said I'd be there to help you shift house, moving into a new apartment or whatever, and I didn't get there. And then that's left you trying to find extra help, taking extra time out of your day, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the second step is getting the impact. And the third step is then recommitting to that new future. So letting that person know that, hey, you know, you can rely on me next Saturday. I'm going to be there. We'll do it like this. So that three-step process of own the breakdown, get the impact on the other person and recommit. I've found these opportunities arise out of that breakdown restoration. You know, you, how many new friendships and like deeper connections you get from people. You often get like a, you've said something you've apologized for and then they immediately jump in and make up the, the bit that they'd broken down as well. And these opportunities that come up after that conversation, you know, I cleared the air and then that, that friendship can just deepen. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's interesting. Something just literally came to mind. Um, 
Speaking of podcasts, there's another podcast that I just started listening to, and it's and I'm probably going to screw it up, but it's uh, Gabrielle Reese, the wife of Laird Hamilton, big you know wave uh, legend. Um, and I want to say she does it in a sauna, right? So she and uh, her host, her she has a co-host, and then they usually have like a guest, and they'll talk about everything on the sun. But she said something, and I've heard her say this before in previous like interviews, where she says that she's been trying to practice this this thing where she where she goes first whether that's making eye contact and greeting somebody, whether that's apologizing because she talks about this uh, tenuous relationship she has with one of her daughters because she's just like, she's headed, you know, she's like, she's just like me. And she's like my absolute nemesis. I mean, in a joking way, but um, yeah, I mean, it just, I feel like what you just said, Melon kind of underscores that kind of that thing where, you know, don't be afraid to go first. It makes you feel vulnerable, but but then you'll see the fruits of, of that on the backside, you know, because yeah. like you said, when you open up, when you apologize, when you, when you reach out and you're like, you know, I scream and trust me, man, nobody wants to admit fault, right? Like, no, that's right. We're all, you know, I don't want to say alpha males. Cause I think that that's almost like derogatory in certain circles, but um, you know, there's moments where we know that we have to, you know, put lives at, or put our life at stake to, to commit to something bigger. But um, yeah. the only guarantee is that you're going to have a breakdown, right? And if you want right. to have these relationships work over time, and we all do, it's it's just part and parcel. You're going to have to practice this. You know that re- restoring integrity is going to be a boss. You haven't delivered on something. It's going to be your your partner. It's going to be a friend. It's going to be yeah. a child. You don't you don't deliver to. Well, so being able to just put it into a framework, you know, put into a framework that works, and often, um, you know, you'll find that reciprocation. That's certainly what I found. Well, I'll go first and I'll be honest, you know, right now I'm sitting in a sauna myself. Like I said, age prefer beauty. Uh, I need to make this sound and look good. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I really respect that with what that, that lady said. Um, and yeah, we'll read. yeah, I will go first. Yeah, her. Yeah. She, amazing lady. Hi, yeah. if she's yeah, listening. She a- Hello. Um, anyways. Yeah, no, but hey, that, that whole thing, man, about, you know, reciprocating and everything like, you know, uh, Raph and I were talking about this other day about, you know, how do you look at a, at a woman? Say, example, a relationship, right? Say you want something so much and you finally get it, right? And, and hey, I want this girl so bad. I want this, you know, my wife, my girlfriend or the special somebody in your life. And it's just like, boom, there's a, you know, I got her. She's there. Now she's a trophy, right? So many times. So many times it's just like, well, I got her and, you know, we had all these great times leading up to this point and whatever. And it's just like, now she's just there. She's a trophy. I can put her up on the mantle. I can show her off on Facebook or look at everybody. Hey, check this out. And then you start wondering why things start going south. It's just like, no, nah, like I'm still the same guy. I'm still shit hot. You know, like I, I'm successful. I have money, you know, all these other things that, you know, part of like going into what Mellon said about being honest versus, you know, putting a mask on and lying to people, you know, I did that myself, man. I had a mask on for a long time and people viewed me as one way. So I was like, well, I'm just going to let you continue to view that way. But inside I'm like, I'm not being honest with myself. You know, it's, it's a, it's, it's an everyday thing. Wake up. Where am I at? You know, kind of like what I'm going through with my mantra is, no matter how bad things are, no matter how good things are, even, even if they're mediocre, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Why do I say that? Well, that's just the way it is. I can't control what's going to happen exactly. five minutes from now, you know, 
I can't control what's going to happen next week or next year. I can't control Raph or, or Mellon or anybody else, you know, or the people that are listening to this right now, I can't control you. you INS know, can't control me either. Sorry. Or that, <laughs> or that, but the, the point of it is there's something that's always going to be there that you can't control. You don't know what's coming. You know, some people call it faith. Some people call it God's will. Some people call it whatever they want to. What you're going through right now, good or bad, is teaching you a lesson. Now, whether you choose to see that lesson and, and be like, man, and ask the right questions, a lot of people want to ask why, right? You guys, something bad happens. Oh, yeah. we both, we've all experienced it. The That's first right. thing you want to say is what? Yeah. Why? why did this why? happen? Yeah. yeah, why me? what's going on okay um military service there's a lots of why's why is this happening why are we sitting on the flight line for three hours getting ready to jump and we're, we know we're not jumping that plane ain't coming you know <laughs> hey why are why are we at buster and none of the warrant officers are showing up i don't know no, the plane's not coming because they're flown by air force guys oh be or that we're the or bar or, or they're at the bar yeah so well, you can't control any of that stuff. And it's just like, where am I going to put myself? What mentality do I want to take? I can choose to be the pessimistic guy that's just like, man, this is a waste of my time. And why is this happening? And, you know, all these different things. Or you can say, hey, why did this happen? What am I supposed to be seeing right now? What am I supposed to be thinking about? How can I better myself in the moment? Because whether you want to believe it or not, something's coming and you better be prepared for it. That's right. I mean, the ultimate person you've got to live with, right, is the man, is the man in the mirror. Man for us, obviously, girls out there as well. You've got to be able to sleep at night. And so one of the things I went through a few years ago, early in my marriage, was going through and I contacted old girlfriends and, like, really did my best to clean up my past. You know, like, we've all got skeletons, but I, I really did my best to get out there and contact these people and really take responsibility for the stuff that I had had caused like in, in some cases many years before, you know, and, and that has led to some friendships reigniting where like reigniting is probably not the right word, but like a friendship has been reestablished with former girlfriend and husband with my wife and I, and you know, a, a possibility that was never going to happen has occurred. Our kids are friends also all sorts of futures occur, you know, so it's like sooner is better, but later is much better than never. Like it's never too late. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's, it's funny. You said that and something just triggered in my head. Um, you know, when you reach back that far, I, you know, as young men, Mike, I imagine you're part <laughs> of the demographic, you know, as a young man though, I mean, you, you kind of go through relationships, not really understanding that you're actually hurting other people through your, you know, inadequacies, your, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, Cause I look back when I was dating as, the young dude and I just think man I was I wouldn't update myself I was such an idiot like I was yeah. so selfish in so many ways and so it's it's kind of interesting Melon that you said that you went far you know you went back and you kind of um looked up old girlfriends or old you know friends and kind of um just apologize because you know we take it for granted that oh you know I'm sure after we broke up they were fine right yeah. but you don't think about the amount of pain that you've actually dealt them so to go back and resurface this I mean that's huge that's math 
massive. Yeah, um, and like it didn't it didn't all go well either. Like there were some really great some great conversations, but I got I got like a full clunk on the phone as well. Is it like a romantic comedy or more like a horror story? <laughs> yeah, I do you think I live in a comedy horror sometimes? Yeah. But anyway, you know, like I I just I just really at, like it's we've all got to take a long term view. You got to live with yourself. And, and these people are going to come back up, whether it's just in your mind or whether they come back up in, in life, you know, and you can sort of, the messes that we all leave behind, we can go back and address. And, and we, can prevent, we can prevent ourselves ideally by really considering our workload, considering our, you know, our commitments before we agree. But then you can go back and you can fix things afterwards. The second, think, uh, go ahead, uh, Mike. I think that's such a big thing of, you know, self-reflection at times. And I think our lives get so busy that we forget to self-reflect sometimes. We, yeah. we get into the everyday grind. We're, we're just moving sometimes to move because somebody tells us to, you know, whether it's work or traveling or family and you're running around chasing your kids all the time. It's just like we get caught up into there. And I think self-reflection, I know for myself, has been a life changer. Yeah, and sure. it's not some people go to church on Sundays and they're like, hey, this is my time to self-reflect. Let me get a message. Let me self-reflect on the week. Okay, hey, this is what I need to change and we're good, right? For myself, I'm doing it on a daily basis because if I'm being honest, like we talked about, right now I need it on a daily basis. It doesn't make me weak. It doesn't make me any, you know, it's something like that. I mean, it's making me better. When I wake up, I, I'm smiling. You know, I'm yeah. like, hey. I know what yesterday's challenges were. I know what last year's challenges were. Yeah. What happened? Did I fail? I don't want to call it failure. I learned my lesson. I know what led up to that point and why I'm at right where I am. And you know, that's kind of like I said, it's just like I'm right where I'm supposed to be because all these things are going to happen whether I'm ready or not. And it's just like, I'm living for the moment. I can't, you know, I'm not living for next week. I'm not living for next year. It's like self-reflect, why am I here where I'm at? And then how am I gonna better myself? Yeah, that's awesome, Mike. Like integrating, reflecting, processing, you know, it's a journey, right? None of us, we're never gonna get to the destination. It's never gonna end. Well, yeah. you, you also should never feel like you've arrived, right? Um, well, that's kind of when you see, I mean, I'm just, that's a lot of the greats always talk about how they just never, you know, the minute you feel like you've arrived, you usually get beat by something, whether it's you know, in sports is usually another team who's still hungry, right? That's, that's yeah. probably one of the best examples. Like you, the UFC, you watch a guy who's been reigning champion for a while and um, they talk about how they lose the hunger and you, and they're, you know, they're up against up and coming guys who have like literally sacrificed everything, right? Living yeah. in cars, whatever, training every day for the belt. So, um, well, yeah. So, what, Melons, so you played, you played, uh, football, Australian football, right? You huh. played rugby, right? Rugby, that's right. So, I mean, you could relate to this, right? So if you got an undefeated team that's coming in, that's 10 and 0, and you're a one and nine team, that 10 and 0 team could easily go, hey, we're that good. Yeah, we're, we could take a wrap off. We can just hold back our tricks. We're going to smash these dudes, you so know? We're, yeah, but what's the one and nine team's per, uh, perception, right? They're like, Nothing man. To Nothing yeah, to lose. It's on the line. Everything's yeah. on the line. They're, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna train that much harder. They're gonna self reflect as a as individuals as a team and be like, man, I really need to you know work on my physicality. I really need to make my play call a little bit better. I need I need to do this. My communication needs to be better. Whatever it is, 
because we need to beat these guys and play hard. And then what happens is, you know, they say, you know, any given Sunday, that that lower team, man, starts to rise. And that yeah. that plateau with that undefeated team, that's when that that crap team comes in and just kicks you around. And, and then you're like, what happened? Yeah, you know yeah. exactly what happened. It's so easy to see on sport, you know, like sports, that beautiful – uh, tapestry or like a movie that we're all so familiar with and you can see those themes play out but but for sure it happens in, in the military it happens in business you see those corporations that are sort of almost reaching aristocracy stage and some scrappers are coming up fighting for tooth yeah. and nail and they take them down right and this and you see the same thing in the military you see the people getting by with a bowl of rice and an ak-47 in a mountain somewhere and just putting up a fight against all the money and all the technology and in any of the organizations I've been in, whenever I've had that sense that someone on my, either my unit, my team, whatever, whatever it is, has got that sense of overconfidence, it's just like, you know, a fall's coming. As soon as someone's starting to take it easy, you know, we've got this guy's licked. You're like, you, you know, the, that day or yeah. the next day, it's all coming yeah, you, down. Yeah, you can't forget that, you know, even the enemy has, has a vote, right? It doesn't matter how yeah. advanced our arsenal is. I mean, we've seen it overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan quite a bit where all of us. We, you know here we have the most advanced helicopters ISR all that stuff man um and we're still taking casualties right through IEDs through just uh you know pretty ingenious TTPs but um you know I, I didn't really get into my mantra and uh, I actually have three but I I'll give the first one because I think the first one's pretty important I think it's important for people to talk about and share and it's simple and that's that suffering is a choice, right? And you can kind of delve into that. I'd like to bifurcate that because I, I mean it as, as a free man, suffering for me is a choice, right? Now, I might have things that are inflicted on me that might hurt, whether it's emotional, physical, but it's up to me to choose whether I'm going to sit there and mope and suffer over what just happened. I mean, as a free man, that's my choice. Because think about animals. Animals might take an arrow in the ass or might you know, I don't know, starving for a month because there's no food source, but they don't, they don't think about suffering. They just, they yeah. act on the pain, right? They're going to get yeah. to a place where they can eat. They can get to a place where there's security, so on and so forth. And I, I say it's, you have to bifurcate it because I'm talking as a free man. I'm not talking about someone who's in bondage. We know that slavery in this world is real. And I, I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish that by any stretch. And I mean that we need to abolish and that's for another episode and another topic. But um, I'm talking about as a free man who has no, I'm not bonded to anything. Um, yeah. All, you know, the suffering, I, I should, let me reel that back. The pain that I felt or the pain that I watch, um, most of the time I, I realize that it's pain and I have to do something about it, whether it's relationships, whether it's work, whether it's, um, you know, whatever it is, but I choose not to fault. I, I choose not to label it as suffering and then spiral down that rabbit hole where you're just like, woe is me, woe is me, right? And I think that's really, really important, especially for veterans. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for veterans. So um, exactly what you said, man, veterans. Probably a lot of people that are listening to this right now, and, and, and we're talking to you guys. Like, this is one of the reasons that we want to do this, is we want to speak to you. I've been working with veterans, you know, off, off in my personal time with military charities, you know, and... 80% of people that call in, man, is the woe is me mentality, okay? Yeah. More than I ever thought being an active duty myself, it's just like, man, how can you think about that, you know? 
and you hear some of these stories that come in and it's just everybody's different and we're not going to sit here and say well this is worse than the other it's all about what you do with it like rap said the, the the mentality like it's a choice uh maybe a guy that we can have here in the future my friend jordan was in afghanistan the same time as raf and i the dude wow. was in a uh infantry and the airborne actually was on a patrol took his bag off for a five minute break woke up three weeks later in germany with no legs wow okay i went hunting on this guy with this guy a few days or a few uh years later sorry we went on a uh, mule deer hunt down in new mexico he wow. just got wow. his prosthetics he's out there with trekking poles and prosthetics going up the mountains of new mexico which are just like yeah. steep shale it's 30 degrees in the morning 90 degrees in the afternoon this guy never complained one time the guy made me feel like a bitch i'm not gonna lie i'm just like yeah. man i'm i'm all bundled up and you know i think you know whatever i'm like dude jordan is the man and when you see somebody like that make the choice to not be a yeah. victim to not have an excuse to be less than what he knows he is man that's inspiring no doubt but there's there's a a meaning or something that your friend has been able to find or generate for himself in that time of suffering my wife's grandfather was a korean war veteran he was a artillery officer ended up a professor a math, mathematics professor at university and he had, he had a really good one around um suffering it can get to the point where it's unendurable but if you have the addition of love or meaning to that suffering, it's transformed into sacrifice. And, and, and there's, you, you can endure sacrifice. You can carry that. You, you're doing something for a reason. You know, you got, you're out work. You could be out working, driving a truck, feeding your kids, but there's right. a, there's a meaning that you can apply to what you're doing that can make it a little bit more noble and you can get through the day. Like I have no doubt that your friend there, Mike, has pushed himself beyond the limits of what would have been considered medically achievable, you know, and to be able to up there in the mountains on, on two, is he on two legs? Did you say? Yeah. Uh, I believe right above the knee is where his legs were, were, were off and he had two oh, prosthetics with trekking poles. That's just unbelievable. You know, like that, that guy is achieving things and he must have a meaning. He must have a reason that he's getting out of bed and he's been able to transform that suffering can I vote Jordan in as our first guest? Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, dude, this, this guy has – he's younger than I am, so there you go. There's one person that's younger around than we're talking. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I could talk to him, man. And I, I think, uh, you know, these stories – I mean, we all have friends that have suffered in, from war, from life, you know, everything. And I think throughout the next few weeks and – episodes man i mean we can bring some people in and you know for you that are listening maybe you're one of them uh we want to hear your story we want you to share something you know hey this guy inspired me he was in my platoon i worked with him at my civilian job after i got out or whatever it might be i mean we'll, we'll give you guys the opportunity to share your story and maybe we we can talk maybe we can eventually have you on the show you know this our, is our what contact details our contact details will be in the show notes for uh, anyone else to shoot off an email, guys. Yeah. You got yeah. any more there, Raf? Any any uh, other bits of an ethos? Yeah. So it's uh, my last two, and I'll, I'll keep them pretty pretty simple. But man, these work for me 
a lot. And this is, and mind you, I feel like mantras, kind of like what Mike said, it, this isn't something that it, you can't rest on your laurels, right? You can't do this the one time. You're like, oh, I'm set. I'm going to be good for the rest of the year. I mean, this is something I practice daily. And, and there's days where I still fall flat on my face, right? Where I might get in a, I don't know, like a, an argument with my wife. And I'm like, how did that go wrong when I, was, when I did all the things that I thought I was going to do this morning? Um, but anyways, all that to say, uh, I, I don't do this as often as I should. I probably should do this every day, but when I do do it, I definitely see a, a difference is I like to practice gratitude through journaling. So it's something that I actually read about and heard about uh, years ago, uh, listened to a podcast of all things. And it's just basically simply sitting down with a notebook at the beginning of the day, whenever you wake up, having your coffee, whatever it is, maybe doing some stretching and just for five minutes, just write down whatever it is that you're grateful about, right? And it doesn't have, it, and it can be as superficial as you want it to be. It can be very specific and pointed as you want it to be. But, you know, um, but, but do something, make it something that you can act, that there's like a, a metric to that you can measure a day or a week later, right? So mine could be something like, I want my wife and I to have better, deeper conversations by the end of the week, right? And then at the so that would be one of them, right? And it's just a quick five minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour, uh, but, but keep, write it down. At the end of that day, when you're, when you're starting to, you know, spool the old, the old jet engines down, you go back and you read it and you sit there and ask yourself, did I do anything today to get closer to that goal? And believe it or not, I feel like it's helped me. It's helped me um, kind of pause because it's easy to get distracted, right? With like phones and computers. And one of them Absolutely. for me was, I want to be able to bond with my son more. I don't want to just like be around in the room with him. I want to like interact with him. I want him to, I want to read to him. I want him to like have a relationship with me. Right. And that's because I'm grateful that he's one. I'm grateful that he's healthy. I'm grateful that he's in my life. Uh, he's helped our marriage tremendously because I, you know, it's another thing we bond over. Um, but anyways, that's just an example. That's just one for me. So always, always practice gratitude. And I feel like that kind of gives you some armor when the bad stuff comes. Right. Because it's always, listen, life is always going to kick you in the nuts. It's just, it's just the way it is. But if you always keep that positive mindset, I mean, how do you think POWs survive a year in, in, or five years, like, you know, Senator McCain in incarceration? Um, and by the way, side note, my wife and I, we went to Vietnam when we did Southeast Asia. We've been to the Hanoi Hilton. Dude, that's a straight up dungeon. And all I thought about was how do you survive five years in captivity? And I mean, it's, it was dark. It was, yeah. it was a dungeon. It's the best way to describe it. And I just, man, I don't know if I had it at, I mean, I don't know if I have it in me, um, but I, I bet you those dudes had mantras that they practice every day, every day, oh, no, absolutely, every day. The one, the one you just said there, Raf Zig Ziglar. Of all the attitudes we can acquire, surely the attitude of gratitude is the most important and by far the most life changing. I, I, like that, I love that. D Dr. Demartini, a chiropractor, he he talks that attitude of gratitude all the time. Like, not praying for something to come into your life, but a prayer of gratitude and thankfulness for something that's already there. Yeah. You know, like I my mean, favorite thing, my favorite thing with the kids when I talk to them is, you know, how not to get a one word answer out of an 11 year old boy. Like don't ask him how a school was because yeah. good, good is going to be what's going to be said back to you. But it's like, what was the best thing that happened? And he will sit there and he'll really think, you know, and he, when I'm talking to him, they're in Australia right now with the COVID and I'm here on my own and I'm like FaceTiming with them all the time. And it's like, what was the best thing that happened today? He'll sit back and he'll really have a think. And today it was, you know, he went mountain biking uh, with his uncle along the river and through a forest and they saw kangaroos and all sorts of 
wild stuff, you know, and trying to foster that and encourage that in people to notice the things you already have, you know, and there might be small mundane things, but no doubt there are people out there who give everything they've got to swap with you on your, on your shittest day. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking on behalf of older guys, Mike, um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, you know, the things that I, that I, I think the older I get, I'm grateful for my body. I'm gr- grateful that I can do the things that my body can still do. Right. Cause what, you know, when I, I used to, in the military, you know, you'd ruck march 15, 20 miles. I mean, dude, you're in your mid twenties. It's not a big deal. At 43 years old, I'm grateful that I can, that I know that I could still do that. Right. That I could no, still, I can still run on mountains. Right. That melon is still knocking dudes on the rugby field. Right. Sorry. <laughs> on the pitch. On the, <laughs> on the rugby pitch. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, on the pitch, mate. I'm I mean, now just, just a, I'm just afraid of stopping now, Raf. Yes. Yeah. So I just keep going because I'm terrified of stopping. Yeah. I mean, I, not to say I don't wake up with, I mean, I wake up with pain all the time. My back is jacked from you know flying blackhawks my shoulders both my shoulders are a mess but i but i just work around it um yeah. and then the last one if i could just you know it was uh it it's and i and this one i really and this one i do repeat in my head all the time and it's basically build something yeah. I, whatever i do i, I want to build not destroy things i want to build something whether it's a relationship whether it's something around the house whether it's getting stronger whether it's a skill build something this life is very finite We're, no one's gonna make it out of this bitch life we know that yeah. it, that is guaranteed right i don't care if you're jehovah's witness or a muslim or what dude everybody's dying this earthly death right it's coming yeah. your time is finite so stop living like it's gonna you know and we all do it and i'm saying it because i say it to myself out loud you're not gonna live forever so while you're here build something right don't don't destroy relationships don't don't treat people poorly build them up, build yourself up, build relationships with my son, with you guys, you know, like doing stuff at the house downstairs with my father-in-law building that relationship. I mean, just build something, you know, use right. my- I, I see you and your whole family in this raft, you know, son of migrants. There you are up in Washington state. Like I went and visited the site that you're sitting in right now. It's on the side yeah, of the mountain, most beautiful <laughs> in the world. And he's sitting in a house that he built, you know, off the hard work and the labor he's been putting in and community, family that's that's perfect i love what you're saying man. and something something else too what you talked about raf is you know this this is an everyday thing right get up and try to build something try just get up and try yeah. you know yeah. yeah and even if you fall flat on your face which sometimes you do you're so you're so focused on yourself that like man i need to do this task i need to try this i need to make this work right and you think you're failing you think you're falling flat but what you, you also have to remember is someone is always watching. If it's your son, if it's your wife, if it's whoever, your best friends, if it's us, you know, we do that and the three of us. If you see that, it's like, man, I see what you're doing. You're inspiring me and you don't even know it yeah. because you're just in the trenches trying. Inspiration is a great word, Mike, you know, to breathe fresh life into something. And that is what people, that's what people around us do, right? Like by example you that flame is passed on yeah it's, it's contagious right it's like uh i mean we we all saw this in the military just to you know just to end this because we don't want to keep talking we all have things to do but i think um i think it's a good strong way to to talk about this is that it's contagious whatever you do is contagious if you're if you're going to be negative if you're going to be down about whatever it's contagious around those around you so um, the more you practice a mantra, just know that um, 
it's going to, it's going to spread like wildfire inside your inner circle. And you're just, not only you're going to be a benefit to yourself, you're going to be a benefit to your immediate community. Right. And maybe it's yeah. a community out of that. I mean, you just, it's, it's, it's a real thing. So you always have to keep that in mind. Yeah. But, don't look too far, you know, try and make a difference around home, around your neighbors, you know, like, especially yeah. this time of coronavirus, I think people can be thinking a bit too big picture and we can just lose sight of, Hey, you know, what's that, older couple down the road doing is someone helping them out with food is there something i can do today for the people around me now right. you know little things and don't feel, yeah don't feel like you have to post it on instagram to get likes like it's oh you know God. it's not what it's right yeah, we're all on TikTok now, yeah. the young people are all on tiktok right <laughs> <laughs> anyways um I'd like to just thank everyone for stopping by and checking us out and uh if any of this resonates with you guys man give us a thumbs up Write to us because we really are, we really do read the comments and we really uh, would like to, you know, add to or hopefully benefit in your life, you know, uh, directly, indirectly, whatever it is. So we appreciate you guys um, spending your precious time with us. So um, you see the contact details in the show notes if you want to shoot an email to us as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Take it easy and have a good one. Have a good one, guys.